0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard The disciplinary decisions keep on coming As Duckins Nazon gets one But Scott Brown doesn't After Wednesday's game Neil Lennon sticking up for his captain For the other charge And having a pop at Stephen Gerrard And the post-split fixtures are out With the final meeting of the two Scheduled for May the 12th I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Derek Johnson And Hugh Kevens. We could have a title-winning weekend in our hands But nobody's noticed and that's because we're now disappearing under the weight of the litigation coming our way. Judge Rinder could get a full-time job up here if he ever gets fed up with the telly. So, before we get to what's in the best interests of association football, let me just say that Neil Lennon deserves immense credit for seeing Celtic through post-Brendan Rodgers' traumatic disorder and moving the team to within touching distance of eight in a row Right Order in court Who's first? Derek Johnson is first And I'm sure you will tell us Because you always do There is a lot to look forward to On the pitch this weekend Well they're fighting for second place now in Aberdeen and uh, Kilmarnock And Rangers of course Rangers in the driving seat They can only throw it away now With eight points clear of both of them But tonight Even before tomorrow We'll get into that What a huge game up in the at Dingwall Ross County Against Dundee United Now of Dundee United have any hankerings of finishing top and going up automatically, they have to win. But having watched Ross County beat Inverness in midweek, that's going to be some game up there tonight. But plenty of stuff this weekend. Patrick Thistle starting to get a few wins under their belt there. They've got the pick of the bunch for me tomorrow when they've got Dunfermline at Firhill. You see, spoken like an Arab from Fintry. <laughs> Never forgets his roots the big game. Dundee United That's what my hairdresser said. Well, as I say, it is... It is Theoretically possible That we could have a title winning weekend That would require Celtic to beat Livingston At Celtic Park tomorrow And Rangers to lose at Motherwell on Sunday When they are minus Andy Halliday Alfredo Morelos And Ryan Kent So Potentially could be a stunning weekend I think Halliday's back Is he not? Is it one, yes, one game for one game 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 That's the number you need To get in touch And you can tweet At Clyde SSB I keep saying it Hugh Determined to talk about The actual football At some point But yeah. it, it is difficult Because it keeps happening uh, The breaking news If you like The most recent one In this long list <laughs> That we've had Over the last <laughs> couple of days Is that St Mirren striker Duckins Nazon Has been given a notice Of complaint for his Alleged elbow yes. On Christopher Ayer The other big talking point From that game Was Scott Brown's Alleged stamp On Jim Kellerman He has not Been Cited for that one Let's quickly remind ourselves For the 452nd time This season Of the process Three Former category 1 referees Are asked Do you all agree Do you unanimously agree yep. That this should have been A red card In the case of Duckins Nazon They've said yes And presumably you kind of have to read between the lines a little bit But presumably in the case of Scott Brown They've said no So whether that's two of them thought it was And one of them thought it wasn't Or vice versa That's where we are at And on that basis Who are we uh, to say uh, Who's right and who's wrong um, A majority verdict Ought to be uh, Sufficient But uh, a unanimous verdict Appears to be out of the question now Um I thought that Scott Brown was fortunate I have to be honest I thought he was fortunate And I thought the St Mirren player uh, Was a straightforward red card On Christopher Ayer Now That's what I thought Many will disagree 
No, I agree with you. I think the the elbow one was such a, an easy one to spot. You yeah. know, it was there, and, and there's no doubt that's a red card. Even St. Mirren, having looked at that, would say the same thing. The Scott Brown one is, you know, they're making all sorts of, well, he'd nowhere to put his foot. And of course you've got somewhere to put your foot. I, for one, thought right away he's getting a red card there, but he didn't even get a yellow, did he? He got absolutely nothing. I thought that I remember was absolutely that, astonishing. Well, the only reason this process kicks in is because the referee doesn't see it yeah, anyway. So, so so that would be why. They're slightly different in, in the Ayers was to the face and in Brown's wasn't. It's just a slightly different test. Um, but I think we, we know this stuff by now Because we've had so many instances this season Give us a call, let us know what's on your mind Bonus points as always If it's about what's actually happening on the field this weekend <laughs> 01419511025 Let's hear a bit from Neil Lennon uh, We're going back to one of the other incidents this week Hugh, hope you've got the list ready Yes. Uh, he says he's no idea why Scott Brown's been cited by the Scottish FA And says he's been hit with a made up charge The Celtic boss also thinks the governing body Have been pressured into the decision Scott Brown doesn't have to reproach himself for anything. Obviously, the club, myself, the players will defend Scott vigorously on on any charges that he's been cited for because we feel he's done absolutely nothing wrong, if very little. I have no idea. Maybe I'll come out in the wash when he has to go to Hamden. I think it's a massive deflection. All this noise this week about Scott, I think our players handled the game brilliantly and some of the opposition players did not. It's as simple as that. People are trying to drag Scott into this and... Again, we pride ourselves on our discipline. I just think it's a trumped-up charge. You know, it's just something that's been made up. There is a law out there, from what I gather, that you can't retrospectively be punished for gestures, but it's not even an obscene gesture, raising his hands aloft. So uh, I think it's just been concocted for, because of media pressure or pressure from elsewhere. But we are over-egging it a bit. We, but this is a big game. This is the game. We've come out again on the positive side of it And some people don't like that My fear is That the SFA may be attempting A form of balancing act here Insofar as Alfredo Morelos banned Ryan Kent banned uh, The manager Stephen Gerrard One game touchline ban Andy Halliday banned uh, And my Fear is that somebody somewhere has thought, well, we better throw a Celtic one into it. Very cynical. Could well, it not just be that they think he crossed the line? Um, of course. I, 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 as ever, can only offer you my interpretation of events. I do not know specifically what Scott Brown has been charged with. You know, is it for a specific gesture? I would also point out that no trial has taken place yet, and before everyone jumps up and down, there is such a thing in law as the presumption of innocence. A trial date has been set, but no verdict has been announced. So until such times as one is announced, Scott Brown is innocent until proven guilty. I mean, I've got a lot of time for Neil Lennon. I've had a couple of good nights with him, you know, about the boxing year. Your boxing year it was a yep. great night. We sat and chatted about football and I've got a lot of time for him. But I can't agree with him on this. You know, they're dragging Scott into this. I mean, if you're telling me that he's done nothing wrong, he's nothing to worry about, how on earth, and we can go through the five or six incidents he was involved, the first one sums up for me, and the and the, the pictures of it are as clear as day. He's running behind Morelis, knows exactly what he's doing, he's, he's tried to get his Achilles, the same as Kirk Broadfoot tried to do two weeks ago, and he's caught him, 
And then what he does is very, very clever. Normally, if you do something like that as a player, you run away to the other side saying, I didn't do anything. But he didn't. But none of this is hold, hold on, no, no, hold on, hold but on. It has nothing to do no. with the charge. No, no, but never mind that. There's several people said he's done nothing wrong and he's, he's nothing to worry about. I'm talking about the whole game. He then bumps into Morelis, knowing fine well that he's going to get something back from it. It was all planned. I don't think there's any doubt whatsoever. And Morelis deserves to go because he's throwing his arms out and, and he deserves to go. But what you're telling me is if he hasn't done anything wrong, we can say to all these footballers playing tomorrow, see what you do, see when the ball's mm. 40 yards away and in the opposition no, half. Just see, no, no, never mind. I'm just trying to get some of the things out. When he says he's, he's, he's just... Taking the blame off him for absolute levity He's but done absolutely nothing let's be That clear was though, the first thing Let's be very clear Hugh is right That has And by the way That may yeah. be a frustration of yours Or other Rangers fans But that has literally nothing to do with this charge But, but that's but It's a sending off I mean, What is? He, he, no, he, no I'm saying that he started the sending off By getting a man from behind And fouling him Now how is it not, And I'm going off on a tangent I know that yeah. But how is it the assistant can see the elbow But he doesn't see the foul first but listen, we're going over old ground. We're talking about. Well, I Scott haven't gone over old ground. Going. That's the first time I've spoken enough, about but since what, last week. But, but Scott Brown's charge has absolutely nothing to do with the Morelos incident. So he's getting charged for after the game. It has nothing to do with Ryan Kent. Nothing to do with Ryan Kent. Absolutely right. nothing to do with it. Absolutely, and that's that's not my opinion. That's that's just so we're, that's we're just talking the fact about excited for after the game. Yes. Go up to the Rangers fans, put fingers yes. up and all that. And this is two days before the police coming to both grounds and say, "Look, we don't want you." Doing anything towards the opposition fans Because it's bad enough this game Without doing something yeah. like that So if that's what the SFA are looking at And he has done that he's put, The pictures are all there for all to see then He has done something wrong Well that's, that's for the SFA now to decide As I say The trial date has been set There is no point in people complaining about What will happen to Scott Brown Because as yet Nothing mm. has happened to Scott Brown That he has the presumption of innocence Which all of us would have As we approach the dock Let's speak to Joseph and Govan. Hi, Joseph. Hello there. I'd like to speak to Derek, please. Yeah, they're both listening. Uh, Derek, uh, I'm 68 years of age. <clears throat> I've been a, I'm a Celtic supporter, of course. I'd like to put this to bed. Right. This carry on with Scott Brown. This will never change between Celtic and Rangers. The rivalry's always been there. I remember you as a boy. But there's one thing that gets me. When Rangers won the league at Celtic Park... Ali McCoy's the full team, including substitutes, done a mock huddle in front of the whole of the Celtic support and the main stand. Does that mean to say they're all criminals? But but listen, do Celtic own the huddle? Listen, do Celtic own the huddle? Anybody I mean, mean that, that, most teams that do that? Every week and there's, there's other teams all over Britain that do that once Celtic started that. I mean, does that mean to say the whole of the Rangers team are criminals. I think before we, I think Joseph, Joseph, before we use the word Joseph, it's Joseph, on, it's bef- joke. before we use the word criminal, well, he's talking. It's a football crime, is kind yeah, of what he means, yeah. anyways. That's fine. Well, there's no criminality involved no. here. The, the, but I do remember well the the huddle at Celtic Park, and I do remember the Rangers players being pelted by coins as they came off after it, and it was. Uh, an unfortunate end to what was a, a fairly straightforward victory for Rangers But Gordon, you can now remind us that since then 20 years later uh, The law is now much changed within the SFA Well listen, it just depends I've seen a lot on social media today because and it, It's a difficult one Because we need to try and 
try and explain it Try and understand it I don't mean to come across too boring uh, There was an incident with uh, Josh Windass Yes um, A couple of years ago Where he, where he made a gesture And it, it looked as if the rule had A lot of people have been sending tweets in Saying see the rule was changed Why is Scott Brown being done for a gesture um, The rule that's being used this time Is a different rule essentially I'm not going to read it out and bore you with all the details But it, it covers a multitude of potential sins So the, the last line of it Furthermore, such person or body shall not act in any manner which is improper or use anyone or a combination of violent conduct, serious foul play, threatening, abusive, indecent or insulting words or behaviour. So it pretty much, that could cover anything if you, if yeah, you, if you yeah, wanted yeah. it to, Hugh. Um, and as I say, as yet, it has not been specified precisely what it is that Scott Brown did that has led to this charge. And if you recall, at the point at which this allegedly took place the television cameras uh, were off because they'd gone into a commercial break there's a lot of fan footage now though yeah yeah, yeah. but um, you have to be careful with fan footage well it's, no it's, <laughs> I don't think there's anything sinister going no. on that the footage but, tells but a story as, but as I say before Joseph or anyone else gets upset Scott Brown has not been sentenced mm. yet there's, there's still a hearing to be to be uh, dealt with Just generally And I've been trying this all week But it's not easy in this city Forget it Scott Brown Forget it Celtic Forget it Rangers Wouldn't it be nice Derek If players could celebrate In front of opposition fans And people didn't Lose their minds over it Would that, would that not be the ideal situation? Absolutely But I'm afraid in Glasgow When these two play It's probably the only game Where you can't do that but the rules got to be the same in every game. You're absolutely right. Well, and that's that. where the that. problem comes yeah, in, isn't it? I agree with you wholeheartedly. But you don't get police going into the Aberdeen Dundee United game when they were two were, were great player because they never had these such problems. But when it's an old firm game, you've got to watch what you're doing in, in old firm games. And you know, and, and it's wonderful, and it's so tempting to do that. But I read Barry Ferguson this morning. He said, "If I scored at Celtic Park, I'd get away from the old Celtic. I, I ran to the Rangers end because." They're, they're the ones I want to please I know I'm going to get stick from the rest of them And that, and that was 99% of the time That's what happens you got the odd one that would do that And Scott Brown had no reason to do that Hugh, is the, the argument you keep hearing Is that this is a, a slippery slope If you like Towards a situation that will be out of control Because Where do you draw the line As far as what yeah. type of celebrations do you punish Do you agree with that? or, or? Yeah, I think you, they've opened a can of worms um, you know, the, the, what if the referee is in the centre of the park? I'm not talking about a Celtic Rangers game or even a game involving Celtic or Rangers. What if the referee is in the middle of the park and doesn't see a Hamilton Ackies player make a gesture towards visiting fans or whatever? Uh, so, do you get a, a member of the public then saying, oh, he definitely <laughs> made a gesture towards us? Uh, it is opening a can of worms. My wider concern, Gordon is that Derek and I can remember a time when there was, albeit grudgingly, a mutual respect between Celtic and Rangers. I think that has seriously eroded now. Rangers don't want Celtic fans inside their ground other than the 800 who get tickets. Celtic have to retaliate on behalf of their fans, so only 800 Rangers supporters get inside Celtic Park. The players of both sides now have a thinly disguised contempt Mm. for each other. And so far as the fans are concerned, 
They absolutely detest one another Stephen Gerrard uh, Earlier this week Remember there was the line Accusing some Celtic staff Of playing the victim card Neil Lennon says It's the only rational That Ger- Stephen Gerrard said Only one rational thing this week The Hoops boss uh, Revealed the two didn't speak After the game Whereas Lennon says Ryan Kent deserved more Than a two match ban It was so blatant that, So blatant My only surprise is he got <clears throat> Two games And not three I mean, it's violent conduct Whether it be a punch Or you just can't do that And again Scott Brown is Said to be the antagonist In this Or the provocateur And he wasn't at all You're surprised to see Stephen Gerrard say that Members of the Celtic staff Were perhaps playing a victim card The only Rational thing Stephen said this week From what I've seen Is that His team played the best team In the country on Sunday Apart from that I disagree with Probably 90% Of what he's Spoken about Since the game on Sunday I didn't see him <coughs> Didn't see him after the game though I thought he made a come in, but he's he might have been had other things to do. Tony's in Drum Chapel. Hi, Tony. Hi, how you doing? Uh, I just like to put a point across. First, I would just like to say I was a wee chuckle there when Derek's trying to uh, defend the indiscipline in the the Rangers team for the old firm game, but it's only to be expected. Trying to blame Scott Scott Brown for everything. Oh, These things happen in football all the time, but that's not my point. My point is. The the reason of the indiscipline in the Rangers team, I believe, and it's up for discussion, I believe the complete lack of discipline in the Rangers team is down to one man and one man only, and that man is Stephen Gerrard. And the reason I say that is what he's coming out and saying, justifying Andy Halliday protecting his people, protecting his people, 800 people in a, in a stand, protecting his people, and also saying trying to defend Ryan Kent punching somebody he, he went up and appealed it so if that's what that man's saying on the TV if he's saying that on the TV in an interview what is he saying in the dressing room with these players I actually feel a bit sorry for the players because they're very uh, they're not being led properly Tony, Tony what, do you think, what do you think he's saying to the, the players in the dressing room then? I wouldn't like to think what he's saying in the. Oh, no, you said he's, he's telling what me. I actually, what I'm actually concerned about, Derek, is see this next old firm game. Uh-huh. I'm actually concerned that somebody's going to get seriously injured because of the input of this man, this manager, the input that he's putting into his players. I've, I've seen old firm games, I've been to old firm games, I've no new old managers, I know. I know Jock Steen was a hard man Jock Wallace was a hard man And the two of them went out And they said Right let's get in about it No holes barred No quarters given And that's not to be expected But this man's got a different mentality I believe That's only my opinion I believe the man's And the total lack of discipline Within the Rangers team Morelos included He'd be easy to deal with If he were a good manager He'd be easy to deal with well, let's, get him, uh, They'll sell him They'll sell him And they'll get good money from him And a good manager let's, will let's, deal let's, with let's him take it, let's, a good manager let, Let's take it Piece by piece Morelos got his fifth Red card of the season So he has a, a deep-rooted problem Which Stephen Gerrard acknowledges And has said That he personally finds it difficult To handle him anymore Therefore Help Outside help May be brought in In the case of Alfredo Morelos I don't believe that You can blame Stephen Gerrard For anything that Morelos did uh, Against Celtic Ryan Kent Ryan Kent In frustration Responded to Scott Brown Gently throwing the ball behind his back It was the straw that broke the camel's back For Ryan Kent I don't believe that has anything to do with Stephen Gerrard either Andy Halliday Has the Rangers man mentality Born and governed Lifelong Rangers supporter 
And that can affect players in that atmosphere Celtic men or Rangers men I don't believe that has anything to do with Steven Gerrard either you... The only way I would criticise Steven Gerrard Is that he said of one particular incident Well, my players know what to do Bear that in mind And carry it into the next game Managers of Celtic and Rangers have to be careful Yeah, but that's true that yeah, that channeling it in the right way. Look, We're well. really late for this break But quickly, Derek, I want to give you the right to, to say something to, If you can you, you talk about Ryan Kent, you know, he did it because he threw the ball away. There was more to it than that, Hugh. What do you mean by that? Well, what Scott Brown said to him is what infuriated him. You, you think you think Ryan Kent... All what the, all, what, what listen, listen, hold, hold on, hold on. I'm he's not, he's been tackled right, left and centre, and he gets up and gets on with the game. He's never gone for anybody. He knows he's a good player, and he gets tackled and he gets up. It was what Scott Brown said to him when he, when he hit the ball away. And being a gentleman, I can't say what he said on air because we'd go off the hmm. air. And that was the reason that he reacted like that. 0141-951-1025. The post-split fixtures are out today. Let's take a look at them next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. A team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson are here. Give us a call if you want to get in touch or you can tweet at Clyde SSB. Other piece of big news today, Hugh, is the post-split fixtures yes. have been announced. Ooh. It's always an exciting time. Um, I'll try and give you the... The headlines If there is such a thing No Saturday Three o'clock games For Celtic or Rangers uh, You get kind of used to that uh, The final meeting Of those sides Is Sunday the 12th of May um, I mean when you look at The bottom six as well They're going to play Each other of course Now uh, the last game Of the season Dundee against St Mirren 12.30 yeah. at Dens Park So th- there are A number of, of fixtures To pick out The first round So I'll, I'll do those ones I'm not going to read Every single one But the first round Saturday 20th of April Hearts against Rangers At midday Hamilton Aki's Motherwell, Kilmarnock, Aberdeen, Livy, St Mirren, St Johnson, Dundee and then on the Sunday, Hibs against Celtic at Easter Road 12.30. So the significance of that would be if Celtic can't wrap it up this weekend, that that would be the next chance. Neil Lennon returning to Easter Road. And how ironic would that be? Uh, they've already been there in the Scottish Cup and uh, I thought the second half performance that Celtic gave there and the two goals they scored were arguably the best 45 minutes uh, that Neil's had since uh, replacing Brendan Rodgers so it would be a supreme irony for him to win the league there uh, thereafter uh, you know there are so many topics so many great games um, the, the the finish to the season looks top class but of course in this part of the world everyone will alight upon the 12th of May and the potential I said potential for Scott Brown <laughs> to miss that game because of suspension. So I'm just looking at the first games as well on the 20th of April, Hugh. I'm looking at Kilmarnock against Aberdeen. That's the two teams that are chasing Rangers. Mm. You know, should both of them drop points in that game and it goes up, then Rangers would be safe. Even at eight points, people say, ah, well, it's it's a, it's a shoo-in that Rangers are going to finish second. No, there's a lot of, you look at these five games, there are a lot of points can be dropped by many teams mm. that are up there. So and usually, they, because of the way we structure our league, the number of teams, the split, there's usually an anomaly or two, and certain clubs aren't happy. But I think so far, mm. there's not there's not too much. You know, there's usually there's often an imbalance. Is, here, there, is there any teams that are playing more away than at home, or, or vice versa? Because sometimes so. that does if happen. They are, they're it? staying quiet about it. I tried to figure it out very quickly before we came on, but about a million other things <laughs> with all this disciplinary carry on. Um, I mean, it's the same top six last year. Uh, as as last season I should say yeah. Hugh Maybe the And we don't get that too often 
Well you've tempted fate now Gordon By saying that no one's complained about anything yet You know <laughs> Judge Rinder's car's at Preston now I'm told He's on his way Yeah and on the football Jermaine Defoe says he already can't wait for that next game On the 12th of May Despite falling to defeat in his first experience of the fixture Stephen Gerrard confirmed the striker will make His second start in a row as Rangers face Motherwell on Sunday Defoe says he's been working hard behind the scenes Yeah obviously it was it was a good experience. Um, obviously, it would have been better if we'd won the game. You know, I haven't played another derby. When, when I first signed, I bumped into Graham Sooners and he said it's the best derby you'd ever played. I was like, really? But yeah, I mean, it's it's a special game. I mean, as players, they're the games that you want to play in. It's a massive game. Atmosphere is electric. And yeah, of course, it would have been better if we'd won the game. I thought we played well, to be honest. Probably played better when we went down to 10 men, controlled the game. Uh, but, you know, like the manager said, it's gone. Good experience for me, obviously, my first one. And yeah, look forward to the next one. The manager says he thinks you've been maybe a bit frustrated on the sidelines now that he's said you're going to get a lot of games. Do you feel this is your chance to really sort of catapult and kickstart your Raiders career properly? I think it's always a chance, even if you don't start and you come on. I think especially as a forward, um, where you come on, you know, you can you know get a chance in the last minute or wherever it is. So. For me, I've always been like that. I've always been focused and always worked hard every day in training. Uh, I think it's important that, probably more important, to you know train even harder when you're not playing because you know when called upon, uh, you, you have to be ready. Tom's a Rangers fan in Falkirk. What's your point tonight, Tom? Good evening, Gordon, Hugh, and Derek. Hello. Uh, a happy, and a happy Easter to you all. Well, thanks, to Tom. The three and all the listeners that I, that I know, etc. I've got a couple of points. Uh, obviously, I'm a Rangers fan, as people know, and it's about the past performances against Celtic. I, d- I, didn't, I didn't make the Celtic game, but it was there on Wednesday night against Hearts. And I think there's a lot of plus points going to next season. The Scott Arfields, I think, has been absolutely tremendous the past couple of games. He had a really good game the other night. I thought Kamara, again, had a good game the other night against Hearts. And I thought Defoe had a really good game. If he holds up the ball, I'd like to see him keep a hold of him. I know, he's, I know, I know a lot of people have seen he's not in the business, but I think if he's given a run in the team, which he will, I think he could do the business. If he can get someone, if Morelos goes, which I think he will, in the summer, get some maybe a good uh, centre forward him beside him, they, it can maybe be a potent partnership with the four. Yeah. And also, I'd like to see him keep Kent. And also, my last point uh, to, to the three years is, I think they need to obviously send the sign a good centre defender because Warrell's not the answer Alright Tom I had to pick Hugh Keevans up off the floor there because that was a call that didn't mention Scott Brown Ryan Kent Alfredo Morello sending off the compliance officer or anything else so this is great this is, I'm, I'm loving this Listen Rangers wiped the floor with Hearts midweek wiped the floor with them uh, if you were Craig Levine you would say it's hardly a morale booster going into the semi-final against Inverness Cali Thistle never mind a potential final against Celtic or Aberdeen the foe, I thought, looked sharp and very handy and timely for Rangers that uh, he, he looked that way when Alfredo Morelos missed the game against Hearts and misses three others into the bargain. Uh, now, next season, who will be at Rangers and who won't be? You know, Ryan Kent is, is going to require some negotiations to get Ryan Kent on a full-time contract. Some negotiations and a lot of money. Uh, so there'll be a revolving door at Ibrooks in the summer As there will be at Celtic Park So before we get into next season too deeply 
there's an awful lot to take place in the transfer. What, what did you make Absolutely. of the performance on Wednesday, Derek? I thought it was good. I was worried in the sense that, you know, the heads would have been still down after after the Celtic game. But no, I think the manager's done well. They came out, they were firing right from the first minute. I mean, Defoe scored a great goal after about six or seven minutes, but he was just that mm-hmm. wee bit offside. He looked sharp. He was getting the, the right balls, though. That was the difference. There was no big high balls coming into the box them. It was all on the ground and he was turning players I thought he had an exceptional game, but Steve Davis was absolutely tremendous. He was back to eight years ago, Steve Davis. He's now had the, the two 90-minute games for for Northern Ireland. You know, he's, he's he's starting to get that match sharpness. You know, he can be as fit as you like running around the track or on, on the pitch, but it's actual playing time that he needed. And I thought, deservedly, he got the, the, the man of the match award. The only thing I would say with the, the fixtures again, the bonus for Rangers is the likes of uh, Kent and Morales will be able to play against Celtic because it's the fourth game in. So the, the ban will be up certainly mm. for Morelis uh, Tom was also not too impressed If we're looking at areas for improvement with the defence I think was his, his other point Derek, is, well, is that fair? Well John, uh, uh, Warrell's not going to be there anyway He's going back to Nottingham Forest The, the good thing, and I, and I keep saying it Is Stephen has now seen every team that plays in Scotland Home and away He knows what types of players they've got He knows the types of football that's there He's played against Celtic three times now and he knows what's needed to beat them. I think if, if the board back him and he brings in three or four real quality players, you know, because he has to strengthen because what he's got, I don't think will be good enough to beat Celtic. So I think if he brings better quality in, and certainly two or three, maybe even four may well go the opposite way, but he needs better players in there. And I think he knows that. And that's why I think this season has been a, a huge learning curve for him. You know, and he now knows what Scottish football is all about, and I think next year will be better for him. Final word to you, Tom. Uh, just, just you, Derek, and and particularly both of you again. The how if the Derek saying really like my best to strengthen, if we can get the quality players in that Gerard wants, how many, how far behind Celtic do you think they are, Derek? And you, I think, I think the individual games against Celtic have been close. The only one that's been distant was the first one at Celtic Park when Celtic won comfortably two 0 I think the other three games have been very, very close. And, and you know, I thought I thought the other day that, you know, Rangers, when they scored the goal at Celtic Party, I thought they were going to go in and win it just, just with the momentum they had. Celtic had gone a bit. So there's not much difference when they play each other. The big word that you use when the two of them are there is consistency. And Celtic have that and Rangers don't. Uh, yeah, that's where the, the 13 points comes yeah, from here, isn't it? I would, I would say two things relative to next season. Steven Gerrard as Rangers manager has a win percentage which is no better than Pedro Cachinha or Mark Warburton. Therefore, that has to improve because he's currently 13 points behind the Celtic side who are not as good as they were last season and certainly not as good as they were the season before that. So Rangers need to invest. But what, but I was, sorry, Gordon. What, what I would say to you is though, but teams have got better you since then. I mean, Kilmarnock are a far, far different side than they were three seasons ago. You know, Hearts on and off They were top of the league for a while Hibs are a better side And obviously Aberdeen are a better side So the, the, the teams are getting better That's the reason it's still there Alright, thank you Tom and Falkirk Let's speak to Frank in Kilmarnock Hi Frank Hi, hi Gordon um, Hi Hugh, hi oh, Eric Hi Frank um, <clears throat> oh, yeah. Guys, I want to focus I want to get two points if I can I know mm-hmm. you're busy no, you First one is a football point Um I spoke to the guys um, back in January, January 2nd or 3rd, when Ranger signed the four and Davis. And then I phoned back up um, mid-January and I said, in my estimation, the signing of the window was going to be Scott Brown. 
And I think you look at all the stuff that's been in the media this week, um, focus on what Scott Brown's done as a football player since January. Post winter break, Scott Brown is, in my estimation, it's only my estimation, the best player in Scottish football on the pitch. He's led Celtic to an unbelievable record since they've come back. I think they've only dropped two points, which is a nothing struggle against Aberdeen. He's been Captain Marvel, yeah. He's been inspirational, and he's kicked the team forward. So I just think at times too many people get focused on the media hype over Browns and discipline, which I'll come to in my second bit. But let's focus on how great a football player we have in Scottish football. Oh. He's a Captain Marvel, and most other teams would love him as a captain. And that's why... He becomes something of a problem for Celtic because the the sands of time are running out, and there is no facsimile of Scott Brown at Celtic Park. And I said here a week ago, he could be the most difficult player to replace since Henrik Larsson left the club. And I know they, they, they do not resemble each other in terms of what they do on the park, but in terms of the contribution and status. Scott Brown is massive for mm. Celtic And there is no Scott Brown Mark II On the horizon as yet On to your second point Frank um, Yeah I think that Just Derek's first time he's been on since Sunday And he's, he's sounding like a lot of the Rangers um, Fans and players Who are focusing on what Celtic done And specifically what Scott Brown done I think they should just look at their own house um, Focus on their own players And discipline Factually, Rangers have the second worst in discipline in Scottish football. Um, they're only one point behind Hamilton Academicals. So there is a bit of an issue that Stephen Gerrard's lost a bit of control there. Um, yeah, I know a lot of it's been mopped up by Morelos. But rather than Derek coming out and saying stuff like Kent, but Brown's bait with what he said, Derek, you've played football, I've played football, everybody plays football. You get yeah, called names absolutely, in the Absolutely. But just my point to you um, is it the same person within Ibrox? that told you what was said to Kent, that told you Scott Brown was coming to play for Rangers as well. Oh, that's a funny one. Yeah. That's a funny one. You the shin pads on, DJ. That's no, all right. That, that, not at all. That, that's fair. He's just having a wee wind-up. Yeah, he's having a wee wind-up. It's fine. But, you know, I mean, I mean, I know what he said to him. Listen, and you're right. I mean, players talk to each other all the time and they say things to them. But, you know, you're talking about a young lad who's never had that before, believe it or not. He's only 21. He's a kid. And what was said to him Because he reacted You could see when the ball was kicked away He didn't really bother It was that mm. couple of seconds after Is when he reacted yeah, to it I know where you're coming from Derek And listen I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying it's nice I'm not, I'm not saying it's advisable But, but Fr- Frank I is right in that Players say bad things to each other is, is the onus not on the person Who is on the receiving end of said yeah. bad comment To just listen, simply not l- react l- Listen I got it all the time as a, as a player you accept it And that's what happens The best thing in the world to do And, and I've, I've said it to Morelis actually I said if somebody's aggravating you and they're, they're talking to you And they're nipping you And having a wee kick at you You've just got to accept that That's part of football What you do is You put the ball in the back of the net And then you just walk by them With a wee smile on their face Because defenders or midfielders hate that When you score a goal and you laugh at them That's the only way to do it because that, that, that's that's it in a nutshell, Hugh Keevans. Again, I'm not yeah. I'm not encouraging that, that players go around and, and be nasty to each other, but but there's a reality that if if you th- if you know that one wee cheeky comment is going to yeah. cause your opposition player to lose his rag, get sent off. You that, you, you you've won. Listen, in that you, if, if I'm honest, you if I'm honest, you sorry to interrupt, you old fella, but if I'm honest, you know there's there's been many times that I've played centre half and there's been a striker who's been on form and looking great. I would put him off as well Because that's my job 
you know, not not the the kicking at the back of it, but, but we'd be talking to him all the time and pull his jersey. We'd do that, trying to put him off so he would react to that as well. That's what you do to good players. If they're not good players, then you wouldn't do that to them. For me, there is only one relevant issue regarding Alfredo Morelos and Ryan Kent. Both lifted their hands. Therefore, the referee had no option. Thank you to Frank and Kilmarnock 0141-951-1025 after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Hugh Keevans and Derek Johnson here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. A couple of ways for you to get in touch. We are on the phone lines as always, and we are also on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Um, the, the top six was obviously sealed at the at midweek queue. That's why we already mm. already know the fixtures, but. We shouldn't get that confused with there being a lack of intrigue Because you look at that picture at the bottom And I'm going to look at it in a bit more detail later on um, But we've got that We've got the, the question of when the title will be wrapped up Starting to get to that stage of the season That we're all really looking forward to St Mirren were a bit of a puzzle midweek Celtic did not play well But St Mirren did not try hard enough I thought to, to get the three points uh, you think they were allowed to, Hugh? You know, I, I thought Celtic well, closed down quite yeah, well yeah, And, and yeah. never gave them a, really meant that many chances I mean, In the game Scott Baines had one very good save yeah. uh, But You know And I do appreciate that Celtic were passing them about like a parcel But there was just a, a lack of Commitment to go for three points I thought Alright well listen I do want to look at the picture at the bottom In a bit more detail later on So if you're a fan of any of those clubs Please get your call in nice and early 0141-951-1025 Let's go back on the phone lines though And speak to Paul Who's a Rangers fan from Crookston Hi Paul Hi Gordon, hi Hugh and um, hi Derek Hi Hi, uh, Listen, I'm just in the house so I've listened to you in the car and then I, so I've not listened to the whole show so maybe this mm-hmm. has been brought up um, Just a wee bit about this incident at Scott Brown about gesturing towards the Rangers fans um, I mean there's clear footage on social media uh, what, what the gesture was he did um, I don't know if you've seen that before if, that's, if you've seen the, the, the footage um, <laughs> Yeah, I've seen it, yep. yep Yep, Now, I don't know if this was brought up by any other fan but Andy Halliday did the same thing at Capital and got, I don't know if it was a one-match banner or a two-match banner. Well, it was, no, it was, it was a, a yellow card, card so he, but it was a second yellow, so he got sent off. So that's you know, oh, just a, right? a one-match right. ban triggered, yeah. Right, I couldn't remember off the top of my head, but I know it was the same type of, it was the same type of incident being brought up. Um, my second point is about, I, I, don't, I just want to get the panel's thoughts on this. So obviously, the last time Neil Lennon um, won the league, the first year, I'm pretty sure... Rangers got deducted 10 points before all the administration fiasco had happened. But the year before that, he kind of exploded towards the end of the, the, the year, of the season, um, when he was under a bit of pressure. And then Rangers went on to win that league. Um, and then he's obviously won the leagues after that when, when Rangers were you know, down the divisions and so on. So I'd be quite interested in you know, the start of a new year, how he's actually going to, to deal with a full fresh year. Because he's come in no, with Celtic eight points ahead, and you know, I know you'll probably say, but you no, know, it came into a hard job taking over Brendan, Brendan Rodgers and whatever. But I'd still like to see an even keel. Gerrard's had a year's experience now, and you no, know, if you look at other managers, and I'm not comparing. I'm, I'm going to say Guardiola here. Guardiola went to Man City, didn't win the league the first year. It took him a year to settle into to English football, and then obviously what he's done this year. Obviously, I know they're on a you know, grand scale with money and things mm-hmm. like that, but I think a year's experience, both managers sitting at level points, it'll be interesting, I think, because I thought Rangers did really, really well in that second half. 
Listen, Paul. Could have scored the second goal for a bit of luck, but. I just wanted to get your opinion on it. If I counter that, Paul, by saying to you that Stephen Gerrard's um, points tally is no better than Pedro Cachinha or Mark Warburton, how do you come back to me? Um, well, none of those managers are on the Europa League, and I think Europa League definitely played a big factor in that because you're playing Thursday, Sunday with a less squad that Celtic have got. Um, I think that definitely took its toll. It'd have been interesting. I take your point, you know, I can't, you know, Argue back with the facts and figures, but I don't know how many Rangers games, no Rangers played in Europe that time. There's a good few games. I mean, they go from the first. Well, you can't, you can't have your, you can't have your cake and eat it. You know, I mean, Stephen Gerrard get a lot of praise for Europe and rightly so, and Rangers got a lot of money from Europe and rightly so. So that's all to the good, but Celtic play in Europe as well and domestically. And I, I will say this of Neil Lennon because you've cited Neil Lennon and you're you're questioning whether Neil Lennon might have the temperament to carry this off. I remember being here with Gordon on the day that Brendan Rodgers went off to Leicester City. It was lively, wasn't it? Yes, and the reaction of the Celtic support was uh, volcanic. Now, Neil Lennon inherited that situation and took Brendan Rodgers' eight-point lead and turned it into a 13-point lead. So I think he deserves credit for that much. And having said that, it is not yet confirmed that Neil Lennon will even be the manager next season. That's another thing that will have to be resolved, as well as all those who are going out the door at Ibrooks and Celtic Park and all of those who are coming in the door at Celtic Park and Ibrooks. So before we get into does Neil Lennon have the temperament to handle next season, will Lennon be the manager next season? Oh, oh so, uh, yeah. Well, that's a good point. Um, you know, um, there's still that up, up in the air about him being the manager. But I'm just, you know, I've seen it with Hibs as well. He, he kind of takes explosive moments if you want to say that. You know, he's a passionate guy. I get that. Um, but under a wee bit of pressure. You no, know, you've seen it. You've seen it when he was a previous Celtic manager and and whatnot. That he, you know, when when the, when the chips are up, he's. No, he's doing relatively well when he comes out with good comments and so on. But when you no, know, the chips are down and there's a wee bit of um, pressure, it, it can definitely explode. As you seen, remember the Inverness moment when I think Inverness were won the game two one. I think it was on the, the basis launched and things like that. So on the basis I that, just, that uh, just take on, your opinion. That was all on the basis that Stephen Gerrard will be unable to stand on the touchline at Motherwell on Sunday because he's been banned for a game. All managers have their moments in that regard. Oh, that was it. I thought you were going on to say something else. Okay, thank you, Paul in Crookston. Uh, 0141-951-1025 to join us on the phones. We are on Twitter at Clyde SSB as well. Uh, we are on air tomorrow at 2 o'clock, Hugh Keevans, but yep. I hope you're going to get ready with your um, early starts because we've got quite a lot coming up after the split. The, the fixtures are all over the place, as we, we touched on a little bit earlier on. Well, uh, I'm looking forward to um, the whole day tomorrow. Uh, Livingston uh, made sure that they will be a Premiership club with uh, their result in midweek. And well and done to them. Yeah, right. Well done yeah. to them. Gary everybody, Hope, well done. Everybody tipped Livingston to go down. Yeah. I mean, Kenny Miller lasted four games and decided he was better off out of it. Uh, then you you worried what might go on there. But to Gary Holt, immense credit, and uh, they'll go to Celtic Park, able to play in relaxed fashion. Uh, but Celtic know that they're two games away from winning the title. 
they, they would surely expect to win three points at home tomorrow. Yeah, from a Rangers perspective, Derek, what is the what's the motivation with regards to to points tallies? Because we get a lot of attention about it in the phones. Um, I don't know. You may know better than me as to the, the people within Ibrox. How much attention are they are they paying to this points tally? I mean, if it's it's thirteen at the moment, if they can somehow shrink it to nine, is that seen as being, you know, is that is that seen as being good? If it if it grows to to seventeen, is 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 that a disaster? How much importance I, I will think be it's like everything it? else, Gordon. You know, Rangers will never ever say, "Well, we want to finish second because that's never been in the vocabulary for all these years. You know, they're either a winning side or they're not. Second in in Glasgow is no use. You know, and you're always going to be the underdogs for that. But, but I do think what they want to do is they want to try and get that second place sorted out fairly quickly. The reason why is, and it doesn't matter if, if, if they lose two or three games, if, if they go into the first two games and win it, and then that's some mm. quality, they know they're going to finish second. And does the strength and, of the and, second place finish matter? That's what I'm trying no, to gather. No, but I think, what, think so? what, what he will do is, no, no, I think you'll give a few of the youngsters a run out, you know, in, in the last couple of games and big crowds at Ibrox, and just to see how they can handle that. It's an ideal time to do it if you're guaranteed to finish second. Pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. It is Beat the Pundit time. Derek Johnson and Hugh Keevens are here. It's your chance to win one over on them and get yourself a signed ball. So give us a call right now if you want to play tonight. Beat the Pundit. You only have until the news at 7. So be quick. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Into the second hour of tonight's show with Hugh Keevens and Derek Johnson. We're all getting on like a house on fire. Oh. What's not to love? Uh, we've got a game in the Championship kicking off in five minutes, Derek. So we'll get that. Uh, we'll keep to you that. up to, yeah. Ross up to speed. Dundee United, remember? Yeah, pretty much could be one, ha- one hand on it tonight for. I think if Ross County, Ross County. Were, must be big, the big favourites to go by the way, and win Talking it, about yeah. the trophy. Uh, there we go. Kicking off in five minutes, so we'll keep you up to speed on that one. Let's do this uh, first, though, shall we? I think it's time. Beat the pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. It is Beat the Pundit. You keep it. Just eating Technology. <laughs> I was looking for a penny for you to, cr- and then I bumped into this telephone. You should have seen the look on his face. Further proof that Hugh Evans and technology do not mix. He's just leaned over, must have knocked a phone. I didn't even know there was another phone round there. He's knocked it off the desk, and that's what you could hear. So sorry uh, for bursting your eardrums on that one. So yeah. Anyway, it's time for beat the pundit, Derek. Have you got a coin I can use? Very unprofessional. I'm caught short. On the beat the bundit front uh, But we thank you very much We do have Craig and Johnson on the line Ready to play Hi Craig Hiya, how you doing? Not too bad, how are you tonight? Yeah, not bad uh, Just uh, Took by surprise to be honest My partner phoned in And then just had me the phone oh, <laughs> Landed you in it? <laughs> well, it was fine Listen, um, Nobody's listening It's only The three of us Yourself and Maybe a couple hundred thousand dollars I don't know You'll be fine So just take a <laughs> breath uh, We'll get through it together Heads you're going to be up against Hugh Keevans Tails it will be Derek Johnson And Derek I'm sorry to do this With your own coin But it is Tails So get well, those headphones five on Five each got beaten penalties last week So you did Get the headphones on And we'll get the Questions up and running Craig You maybe don't know the format Because you've just been put in the spot But you've got 30 seconds You're up against Derek You can pass And move on to the next one And I'll start the clock When you're ready Yes yep. Let's yeah, do it then Okay doc Who do Ross County face tonight? Uh, 
Dundee. Hey, no, I don't. <laughs> who's the assistant manager of Motherwell? Uh, pass. Who did Scotland's women's team play today in Spain? Ah, uh, pass. Which current Scottish Championship team qualified for the first ever Europa League? So they're in the Championship at the moment. Um, Dundee United. What's the full name of Partick Thistle's stadium? For how? Okay. That was wrong. I think you just let nerves get the better of you, Craig. That's what happens. I'm going to get you back on next week when you're feeling more composed. Uh, see, even the pressure's on. Uh, let's bring Derek back. Derek, are you with us? Yes. Right, same set of questions to you. Yep. Who do Ross County face tonight? Uh, Dundee United. Who is the assistant manager of Motherwell? Oh, pass. Who are Scotland's women's team playing today in Spain? Mm, Chile. Which current Scottish Championship team qualified for the first ever Europa League competition? Inverness. What is the full name of Partick Thistle's stadium? Pass. Which French team did Mo Johnson play with between his time at Celtic and Rangers? Pass. And where did Rangers sign Connor Goldson from? Brighton. Okay. Now Craig, it wasn't a classic from Derek either. No, but he got through. Cool. He got through them a bit quicker. Do you think that's the? Is that the difference? Aye, no, he's, he's won it. Alright, let's go through them and find out how bad it is, Craig. The good thing is, Craig, I don't have a surname for you, so if it's really bad, I can't humiliate you completely, and maybe your pals won't know that it's you. So if you've changed your voice, you're on to a winner. Who do Ross County face tonight? I actually feel like deducting this one from you, Derek, because there are <laughs> three sixty-inch televisions in the studio, which I has wasn't it on. Looking at them. Yeah, I'm I sure. Dundee United one 0 to Derek Johnson. Who's the assistant manager at Motherwell? Keith Lasley's going to be Lasley. on this phone. I know. Both I know. of you knew it Apologies, and just couldn't Keith. quite uh, get out. Who are Scotland women's team facing in Spain? It's Chile. Sure. So well done, Derek. Yeah. You go into a two-nil lead. Uh, which current championship team qualified for the first ever Europa League competition? Now remember, we're not going back too far. We're talking about when it rebranded to the uh-huh. Europa League. Right. It was actually Falkirk Falkirk right. Uh, right. The full name of Partick Thistle Stadium Craig I mean I'm generous But I'm not that generous It's the Energy Check Energy Stadium Check. at Firhill That's uh, why it was in there You see Because it's a wee sneaky one uh, Which team did Mo Johnson play with you? North North Let's get the pronunciation down yeah. as well Give us North. that again North <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's 2-0 to Derek Johnson And he makes it 3 Because Rangers signed Connor Goldson from Brighton right. You didn't get that far Craig It is a 0 It's a bit of a disaster But I don't know your surname I can't humiliate you completely Hope listen, you have a nice listen. night nevertheless uh, It's, a, it's the first clean sheet I've had You know yeah. <laughs> Well done Craig it's Well done son It's not David is it? Sorry? Yeah. Oh, Craig, Craig oh, David Look at you down the, down the kids uh, Listen we'll leave it there Craig I hope we've not caused a domestic Because your partner put you up to it And it didn't go very no, no, well Good man no, no, right. Thank you Cheers, Cheers. That was Craig in Johnson That was it in a nutshell That is beat the pundit in a nutshell Hugh Because yeah. it was just the pressure You could feel it He was yeah. put in the spot And we couldn't quite well, good for, him for good on him for coming and Absolutely. The, meeting the challenge. Absolutely, yes. a whole one minute into the game between Ross County and Dundee United, lovely night in Dingwall. It must be yeah. said, it's goalless, obviously, because we've just kicked off. So we'll keep you up to speed on that one. Remember, a win for Ross County really does um, move them ever closer to winning the championship, and that's where you're going to have to be heading on your away days next season well, because they'll be back in the top flight. Although D- Dundee United, you know that they've made the most remarkable boobs. 
uh, under Robbie Nielsen they've had great results but also results that have Very cost them ones. dearly yeah. and uh, last weekend we a case in point but the, but the one thing that they haven't lost is the support yeah. I mean, there, there must be a lot more Dundee United mm. fans in that ground in Ross County I told you I wanted to look at the whole table so St Mirren fans Hamilton fans starting to get a bit nervy you've looked at the post split fixtures I want to hear from you as well 0141 John's a Celtic fan first though in Greenfields hi John hi hello Hi John. Uh, I'll see if I go out before I go to my first point Can I be bad with Derek? Oh here we go Fire away John I'm just wondering if DJ stands for uh, Derek Jack and Ori Because you're making up some stories I'm not sure if, if you're aware uh, Talk Sport Was uh, chastising Scott Brown Making up stories about him Over the past few days And Celtic lawyers are put on, on him I hope I'm not going after you. Have to get after you now. Well, tell tell me the stories that I've made up. Then what's the story? Uh, if, if you think uh, Scott Brown says something to Kent, yes. Prove it. Well, well, it will come out. Absolutely, it will. It will come it? out eventually. I can't, I can't, I can't say it because it, it's too bad for the radio. But in, in no, fairness, though, Derek, that that suggestion is. Is one that we, we've got to be kind of careful with because yeah, you're right. Yeah, I don't want you. I don't want you saying anything <laughs> that, that isn't suitable for a family show. However, I thought we had ironed out this that unless it was something of a criminal nature, which it wasn't, we don't nope. think at yep. all. So let's be abundantly yep. clear about that. Yep. Yep. Then it doesn't really matter, does it? Because Ryan Kent still shouldn't have responded. Correct. So correct. I think the bottom line is he shouldn't have corrected. Yeah. John, I'll be honest. I had my heart in my mouth when you were going to tell me what DJ stood for. I was just worried where <laughs> and you were so going. Did so I. It, it was all right. What was your other point, John? Well, I don't know if Derek's seen all the, the, the pictures and all the, the rest of it. Does he not think uh, West Fodericks should be cited for his cowardness after Paul and Lustig trigger on Sunday as well? Listen, there could have been about six or seven of them cited when they all got together. Well, why did you just pick Scott Brown then? Why did you pick on Scott Brown? You? Well, because Scott Brown was the one that started it all off with his little <laughs> click at Morellis. <laughs> yeah, right, okay. Well, you know, you know what will happen tomorrow. As I said earlier, hopefully there's another five or six players do the same thing and see what happens there. See if they don't get a free kick or a yellow card for it. The fact oh, is oh, that oh, Fotheringham, yeah. in keeping with other players, uh, his actions and the actions of other players have led to the charge made against Celtic and yeah. Rangers as clubs. So they did get charged for, for that. For, essentially. for not keeping their players uh, under, under proper control. control. Yeah. Let's not go over too much old ground if we can. Yeah. I mean, we've actually got enough fresh disciplinary yeah. madness to well, keep yeah. us up well, to date with. Well, I didn't with, start so. it. It was John. Uh, John, go on. I know you had another point <laughs> anyway. Uh, do you think the league could be won this weekend? Hugh Evans. Uh, I don't. For the, I expect Celtic to beat Livingston, um, but. I don't think that uh, Rangers would want Celtic to win the league this early before the split. Uh, I expect Rangers, albeit without Morelos and Kent, uh, to win at Motherwell on Sunday. Okay, I'll take the bait. The Motherwell case would be, Hugh, that they managed to draw against Rangers at Fir Park when they were not playing as well as they are now. Does that not underline it should be, or it could be, a a trickier tie than you're giving Uh, it it credit for? It it will be tricky, yes. Um, I have the utmost regard for what Stephen Robinson has done at Motherwell this season, particularly with regard to the influx of younger players who have freshened up the whole club. I just feel that it's Rangers' obligation under Stephen Gerrard not to... Give the title to Celtic uh, as early as this prior to the split, uh, and that will motivate them. I may yep. be entirely wrong, but my forecast is Celtic to beat Livingston and Rangers to beat Motherwell. It's an old saying, Hugh, but it depends what Rangers' side turns out. 
you know, because in midweek they really surprised me. They came up all guns blazing and played really well against a big physical heart side. You know, they, they managed to win that game comfortably. If they can get any sort of form like that on Sunday, then I think you're right. There's only one winner. Draws in the last two meetings between the sides at for part. Will we get a winner this Sunday? Let's hear from Stephen Robinson. Uh, he has been speaking today. He's resigned to losing some of these top young players in the summer, Hugh. He admits he's having to get used to the big turnover and, uh, of course, is a bit frustrated by it. I've no doubt it will get picked apart. You know, that's that's Motherwell. That's the, the level that we are at the moment. And, you know, we've done it before. As I say, we lost eight players from getting to two cup finals. If you look at it, the signings, either the injuries or, you know, people going away. We've, we've you know, there's four players already this season have left. So it'll happen again. It happens every year. The, the team's probably in the bottom half of the SPL. But as I said previously, I think it's credit to what we've done. If people are looking at our young players and people are looking at the players we've signed and brought in that maybe they weren't brave enough to take in the first place, then we're doing something very right. And we'll do it again. We'll do it again. We'll work very hard. We'll do our very best. It's frustrating for a manager, believe me, when you think you've you've built a really good squad and maybe add a couple more and you can maybe really challenge. So it is frustrating and it's difficult, but by no means will we be, be thinking, no, that's it, all over. We'll, we'll go again. We've already signed a couple of players and we're, we're actively, you know, every Tuesday, Wednesday down in England, down in the lower leagues looking and we'll, we'll bring more players in next season and, and try and progress. We've offered contracts to, thanks for four boys and a couple of verbal offers as well. Um, and nobody's rushing through the door to sign them because financially, you know, we're not going to change anybody's lives. But what you have to do and look as a player is, am I going to play football here? Am I going to be exposed? You know, are we playing the, the right way to benefit my career? And, you know, that's a decision people have to make. And as I say, I think it's credit to the people here that we do give them opportunities. It is the story of Scottish football that players leave clubs like Motherwell for bigger clubs because they want to further their career. And if Motherwell uh, make money out of it, then everyone's a winner. This also applies, the same principle applies to Celtic and Rangers because if somebody comes in with immense money for Alfredo Morelos or Odson Edward, then mm. Celtic and Rangers will sell. But the, the manager deserves huge credit, you know, for throwing these kids in, you know, and I think he's probably the, one of the, probably the only manager has brought as many youngsters in and they've done well for him. It's not a case of coming in, playing one game, no, you're not good enough, you'll be on the bench. These kids, these kids are getting regular games and the performances are there for him, so well done to him. Yeah, I mean, the Jake Hasty one, of course, it looked like he was heading to Rangers. That looks like that's hit a bit of a... A speed bump David Turnbull will be att- Attracting offers as well and, yeah. and these will be the games Derek Rangers On Sunday On Absolutely. television With everything that goes along with it These are the games When any young player Can, can sort of stand up and, and be noticed even more Than they have been already And as in, and if clubs are fancying These youngsters There's no better game Than Rangers come calling You know And there's a big crowd there And everything else How can they handle it And everything And that's when a, a scout Watching that Will take all that into consideration mm. And these kids love it They loved it in the 2-2 game They might have scored the equaliser In the 92nd minute Or whatever it was But but they kept fighting And that was the main thing For Motherwell And the kids tomorrow Will absolutely love it They can't A few of them probably Won't be able to sleep tonight Because it's such a big game tomorrow And Hugh So we mentioned earlier on The post-split fixtures are out Because we now know Who's going to be in the top six Who's going to be in the bottom Motherwell did miss out I think Stephen Robinson Was mentioning today It's either the The highest points Tally you've ever required to get into the top six Or it's certainly one of them So that You can't base everything on it But it's perhaps a sign of of The strength of that top six Because you would expect yeah. Obviously Celtic, Rangers, Aberdeen Hibs and Hearts are in there We know how good Kilmarnock have been So for the Motherwells or the St Johnstons The, the teams who are hoping to sneak in It, it was always going to take yes. a, a very big effort this yeah, season And they've made a good effort 
they've hit the bar, but they made a real good effort. And you know, it's all about money. If you're in that top six, uh, there's more money to be made. You get a better class of fixture. Television wants a piece of it. Uh, so it, it's a source of financial frustration. But um, Stephen Robinson can be pleased with the job that his players have done for him. I had to laugh. Jake Hasty, I sat watching the news on a satellite television station, the sports news, as he was referred to as Jake Hasty. Jake Hasty. I think mean Pasty. <laughs> so once he goes to Rangers. We'll get his name right. But we we'll, we'll go on about budgets and everything else, and that's why we go back to Livingston and Gary Holt. You know, for them to finish in the top six is an incredible... I mean, mm. Thistle did it a couple of seasons ago. Remember, they finished, they never won a game in the second half because they were playing against the better sides. But, you know, well done to them again. Let's speak to Danny, who's a Celtic fan in Coke Bridge. Hi, Danny. Hi, Dan. How you doing? Good, thanks. You, first point to you. Uh-huh. Uh, Mikey Terrell, uh, yes. boxing is a totally different game from football. And your piece was great today. Uh, thanks for that. Thank uh, Derek, uh, with regards to Scott Brown, mm-hmm. uh, the situation where he's serving in the corner, you've been there before, Derek. You've done it yourself. Do you not see where, where he's coming from, where he's serving in the corner where the game ended? Can you not see that, Derek? But, but, but what's the reason for putting the eight fingers up? Was he... A bit sure, and, and he's actually made a gesture as well as that. Right, I was going to well. say, surely, surely. I know we disagree on everything, but you can't get banned for putting eight fingers up. Surely. Well, well, well he's in. T- I, mean, I said to you before. I said to you before. The police were the police were at both grounds, saying to him, "Look, whatever you do, players, don't make it any more difficult for us." You know, and, and that was that's the only reason. You, 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 listen, you, you've got 59,200 59, Celtic fans there. And you want to do something to the 800 It just seems daft Danny, to me 800? It could have been more Derek If, yeah, if Rangers had oh, But that's a different RSC story That's a different story We're only talking about the yeah, 800 that's, that's, that were that's there that's, that's, The 800 were there The game's finished in the corner Derek you, Surely you can see that As Dundee United score After 11 sorry? minutes No sorry he's talking about the game <laughs> yeah. that's on Dundee United have gone one up But Derek what about the point Danny's saying that the game finished in that corner well, it doesn't matter. He gestured towards the Rangers fans. Whether it finished in the corner, it doesn't matter. He didn't have to do it. He could have went to his left and got the Celtic fans behind the goal or further to the right when the Celtic fans in the main stand, but he didn't. Danny? But Derek, if he turned his back, Derek, on, his, on them and pointed to his back, would that have been better? Yeah, did you? Would that have you? But the, the, the difference is you're, you're inciting a crowd That's what the police don't want yeah, For anybody inciting the crowd, crowd. Oh, Well, well can crowd. I tell you something that, Listen when the cameras went back On the Rangers fans in there There were stewards and police in there Trying to hold the punters back Because they were trying to get on the pitch My concern would be And it was a, a Rangers fan Who brought it up earlier When Andy Halliday gestured to the crowd at Capolo He was given a yellow card Now it so happened They'd been booked earlier And therefore it turned into a red But if the tariff If you like For gesturing to the Away fans Is a yellow card How can it then Turn into a two mm. game ban Yeah Like yeah. I say I'm trying not to, to be Get too bogged down In the judicial process Don't want to bore anyone To sleep The rule It's a, it's a bit of a catch all rule That's been used against Scott Brown So it's not specific To gestures uh, There was one previously This is when it, And it was taken out Josh Windass At Partick Thistle um, I think the PFA were involved And they just felt that 
because of what you said, yeah. that if it, if it was a bookable offence. But um, did, did Josh Windus not do that to the Rangers fans, Gordon? No, it's the because party, they were giving party, them stick. No, I, th- I, think, fans, I think the Rangers yeah, fans were giving again, them stick. Again, I think it was just more about the fact that it's a gesture. Or a gesture's yeah. a gesture, really, sure. you know, regardless. Sure. Because, but James McFadden, I think, was the first one I can remember. He was playing for St. Johnson. He was coming off. He did it, the, the one arm over the other. You know the gesture. Um, so this rule is a bit of a catch-all one, Hugh, that, that, that Scott Brown has been cited for. We'll find out on May the 2nd mm. or whenever it is. Yeah, um, as I say, I, I am speculating on... The Andy Halliday case uh, If that is worthy of a yellow card Then how is Pretty much the same gesture Worthy of a two game ban But I also bring in the presumption of innocence The the trial date is set But the trial itself has not taken place And Celtic have uh, said mm. That they will defend Their captain vigorously Now it remains to be seen what those words actually mean Can you see why Because we, we specialise in cynicism In Scottish football But so, sometimes it's not as misplaced as others Can you see why People are a bit suspicious Hugh That if a fan goes and If a if a Dundee player Goes and celebrates in front of the St Johnston crowd yeah. Or a Hamilton Ackies player Goes and celebrates in front of the Livingston crowd Will it be handled in this way? Probably not No, no. Uh, and, that's and is, why, and is uh, that wrong? At the, yes of course yeah, it is The rules should be the same for every team Absolutely right? yeah. And that's why I said at the very start of the programme Gordon That uh, I would be regretful If this was an attempt at some form of balancing act um, That you know the three Rangers players have been uh, suspended The manager has accepted a, a one game touchline ban That uh, there was a a need felt to mm. bring in somebody from the Celtic side. Danny, before I let you go, on the field this weekend, are you expecting your team to be champions come Sunday afternoon or is it going to have to wait until after the split? Eight in a row on the, on the cast. Gordon, can I just say one more thing? If you're quick, yeah. One more thing. Uh, God, uh, Derek also said that Glas- second in Glasgow is no use. So what are Rangers then? They're no use. Thank you. <laughs> there we go Thanks Danny Yes thank you Danny That was Danny yes. in Cope Bridge It's 0141 If you want to join in I've got a good full time teaser For you too oh, I think no, it's no. going to send you Over the edge And it's coming next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Get the result You deserve Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson Are here It's that time of the night When you send the question In to us We give it to the guys They get all flustered And all confused <laughs> And then they try And come up with the answers Towards the end of Or between now And the end of the show So I have a question for you tonight If I can find a suitable bit of paper Okay Uh, It's been sent in by Dale Handley Now we have had variations of this question on the show before I am Mm -hmm. sure of it But I don't think you two have faced it And I think this one is maybe slightly different Since 2006 10 Scottish internationals Have appeared in an FA Cup final can you name them? Darren Fletcher? Yes. Since 2006, 10 Scottish internationals have appeared in an English FA Cup final. You can help us out at Clyde SSB on Twitter. And remember, if you like the sound of this and you want to send the question in, we'd love to have it. So send it to fulltime at clyde1.com. Fulltime at clyde1.com. Any more for any more? DJ, you got anything for me? No. Robert Snodgrass? No, actually It's a good shout, Hugh I mean, it's mm. as good as a wrong answer can yes, be Yes, yes, yes one, one of these guys has done it twice 
with different two different teams. Um, Sean Maloney. Yes, that's not the one who's done it twice, but he is correct. Nevertheless, um, Gary Caldwell. No, he was Wigan On captain the at the time, but I don't. Th- he didn't play the final. Yeah. Um, Any teammates of his, maybe? Um, big. Uh, nah, he's not that big. <laughs> we, Lee, uh, Lee McCullough. Uh, no, average sized. Uh, James MacArthur <laughs> James MacArthur There we go Right that's a good start That's 3 of 10 So we'll leave it there Since 2006 10 Scottish internationals Have appeared in an English FA Cup Final uh, Let's speak to Joe In Carntine Hi Joe Yeah how are you doing guys Good thanks Joe What's on your mind tonight Hi I was just listening there And I was listening to That be Interview with the Motherwell manager Yeah Stephen mm-hmm. Robinson Yep Yeah and they'll be speaking about they have done well this season, definitely, and they were unlucky to reach the top six. And they do bring through a lot of young guys. And they, but the fact that we've seen that we look about for young talent, we look down south and we look abroad and here, there, and everywhere, I don't understand why. When there's, there's players up here, we've already got not all the Scottish teams that foreigners. Maybe be no better than for in young talent that, and yet they still insist in searching abroad. I don't understand mm. that. Well, uh, I get, in the case of Motherwell specifically, if you think back to Michael Higdon, for example, who was brought in, uh, and with you know people saying basically who's he, <laughs> and he then well, he he'd played up here before, but there are certainly others. I mean, yeah, there's two, two names from the last two seasons. Louis Moult and, and Cedric Kipre Brought yeah. in literally from nowhere I don't think the guy Had played a top flight game Before he came to Walt well, Sold for a million pounds yeah. So that's why they do it Isn't it yeah. you know, Higdon became player of the year Kipre was sold For a million pounds And Moult was good money as well So There are three reasons why yeah. <laughs> It's quite a good idea Obviously in, a, in an ideal world You could get players From other clubs in Scotland And that will be which Stephen Robinson mm. will look for as well, but yeah, yeah clubs like Mother will have to cast the net far yeah. and wide. But the, f- the problem is, you and, and he said that uh, Stephen Robinson when he said, you know, we've got all these kids in, but the better the player, the more chance they've got of leaving. You know, if their contracts are up, I mean, agents and they are not going for three, that's fine then because you make money, don't that's, you? Well, yeah, so. if you're going to make money from them, then great. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, I think Joe, Joe, you were talking more generally, weren't you as well? Not necessarily pointing the finger at Motherwell. I think you were talking about all of our in clubs. General. Yeah. Yes, in general. Uh, Hugh and Derek made decent points here regarding it because it doesn't matter if it's Rangers, Celtic, Motherwell, who, whoever. I'm a Celtic fan and I've watched all the young boys. I would rather young Scottish talent come through and but spending crazy money bringing in youth to different countries, which it's unbalanced. It's We don't even but know Joe. who... Well, to, to be fair to Joe, Fraser Wishart says the exact same thing on this show all the time, Hugh Keevans. Yeah, but the, you know, Celtic are two games away from eight titles in a row. In order to make that Celtic side, you're going to have to be one very yeah. good player. Yeah, but again, I, I don't think Joe's been critical of Celtic or critical of Motherwell. He's, he's just Scott, been a, he's been an idealist yeah. and saying how how do we, because then of course the overall standard would be. Yeah, yeah, we'd all love to bring in young Scots, of course we would. But is there enough of them? And that's the problem. If, you, it, if you've got a scout or somebody's phoning you and say, look, there's a kid over here at sixteen, seventeen, he's going to be unbelievable. 
You can't just say No we're going for Scottish like You've got to look Arsene Wenger How many Frenchmen Did he bring in And sold yeah. them eventually You know for 20-30 million yeah. I think what's important Hugh Is maybe guarding against The potential To be seduced By a player Because they come from elsewhere yeah. Because they've got a fancy name Because they come from down south It's about Truly Assessing whether they're better than what yeah. you've got yeah, Because if they are then you can't complain Yeah there was always a bitter joke made about If your name ends in a vowel Then you've got more chance <laughs> Than if your name ends in a consonant You know so I, I accept all of that But you mentioned idealism Gordon You know there's idealism And then there's realism And you know there's only one Criterion that you can apply Is he better than what I've yeah. got mm. And the country You know we're, we're doing okay but you wouldn't say that the country was overflowing with great young players who would walk into Celtic or Rangers. But is that why then? Is that why we're not overflowing? Because not enough are getting the chance because they've been forced out because of players coming from elsewhere? Well, you know, Celtic and Rangers have their academies. When Celtic were looking for a fullback, there wasn't an academy fullback available to them. You know, Rangers have been looking for players in certain positions. Um, you know, Gordon Strachan, I think, went too far the other week when he said there are no good players basically in, in Scotland good young players there are yeah. but there, there are not as many as we think final word to you Joe I think we should give Scottish young players a better chance because they're bringing all these foreigners I was speaking to a boy in the work just the other day after that St Mum game the, the, during the week we slipped round Stain we the thing towards and mum but Celtic should be taking a good few goals after him and we were average and a boy I was talking to and he's a good Celtic fan he's as devout as I am myself and he'd be saying oh it's decisions and it's uh, the way they're setting out the team and all that as if it was a wee criticism on Neil Lennon and I thought no doesn't matter we've got a squad there that should be putting but listen, but listen, Joe. I mean, they've started with Ollie Burke playing up front, and let's be honest, he didn't play well, and he's Scottish. Uh, and then when Celtic really needed a bit of help late on in the game, they brought on Ryan Christie, and he's Scottish. Ultimately, it's about finding the best players, isn't yeah. it? Let, let's yeah, not. Let's that's not. That's the bottom line. Yeah. Always will be. There's no problem with bringing players we'd, in. We'd from, love. We'd love it to elsewhere. be just all Scott. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But we okay. don't have enough of them. Right. Okay. Uh, 0141951102.5 Let's hear a bit from Brian Rice because I want to look at this picture at the bottom. He says these Hamilton players need to stop relying on other results and get back to winning. Huge game this weekend, Hamilton. Against St Mirren After the midweek defeat at Livingston as well The head coach knows survival is theirs to throw away Goes back to the whole thing again It's a three horse race We're still in the lead You know it's another fence out of the way uh, But We can't be looking over our shoulders We want to be looking forward You know I'm fed up with People talking about the other results You know I just want to concentrate on our results And our boys to concentrate on our results I want them to get back To doing what they were doing Three, four weeks ago you know, uh, I try to put my finger on what's happened at the minute. I don't know. Maybe there'll be a little bit of complacency after the Hearts game. What do you make of the picture <laughs> at the bottom, Hugh? Um, well, you know, Hamilton Aki's on the Brian Rice again. Something of an enigma. They've had a good run, and then they they have results that set them back. But I think it will still come down to St Mirren and Dundee One automatically down One in the playoffs I think Hamilton Aki's They've been there so many yeah. times you haven't they They know what it's like they've, The majority of their players have been there several times They've, they've got Harry Houdini down to an art <laughs> form now uh, So I would go with Hamilton Aki's to survive yet again Derek 
Yeah, I go along with that. I, think I know you keep a be, you, you keep a close eye on St Mirren. You're along there well, quite do, a lot. And St Mirren again, it depends which team turns up. Again, I mean Hugh was saying it in midweek there. They didn't have that desire. Well, you know, if you've not got that desire to go out and show yourself as a decent player against Celtic, then when are you going to have it? But to be fair to them, the last couple of the games, game, weren't they? the last couple of games, you know, they've been well. It won nothing for a long time, but never really threatened. I mean, Bain had one good save and there wasn't enough for the home team. They never pressurised yeah, enough. Dukin's knees on before his disciplinary hearing. You know, he, he had a good, decent chance. He capitalised on a slip up at the back, bad decision making. I think yeah. with the six changes, surely there was enough at least to be optimistic of doing something this well, weekend. Well, they're obviously thinking that, you know, to rest some players because they maybe thought that they weren't going to get a result against Celtic anyway. But, uh, you know, so it is a big game for St Man, And I'd love to see them stay up Because looking, they're a lovely club and run by nice people I'm looking, Derek, at Saturday the 18th of May, 12.30 Dundee versus St Mirren the, the last weekend yeah. of the league What a classic that could be uh, In the Championship, if you're already planning next season Who's going to be in the league? Ross County are trailing Dundee United by a goal to nil in Dingwall The so best I've seen Dundee, Dundee United, United for a wee while They're keeping the pressure on They're really up for it You know, because they realise it's such a big game for them And all of a sudden you know, they've come to the fore, Dundee United players running, they're tackling, they're making space for themselves, they're getting balls into the box. Something that Robbie Nielsen's saying they haven't been doing an awful lot in the last few weeks. The question that Dale sent in for you two tonight is since 2006, 10 Scottish internationals have appeared in an English FA Cup final. Guys like Darren Fletcher for Man United, Sean Maloney for Wigan, James MacArthur for Wigan. Oh. Wasn't anticipating that silence, I must admit. Not McTominay, Man United have not been there. Mm, nope. No. Too much silence. Yep, all right, give you some more thinking time. Tommy is ingredient. Hi, Tommy. How you doing, Gordon? Good, thanks. Um, What's on your mind? Well, as you know, I'm a, I'm a amateur referee. I've been doing it for 18 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm fed up listening to, to players and managers, ex-players, media, whoever wants them, their two balls worth telling me that the nonsense that Scott Brown, uh, Kent, etc. update is part of the game. It's not part of the game. It's something we need to be rolling out of the game because what's happening now, and I've noticed it this year in the youth level that I referee in, it's filtering down to there and dissent leads to aggression, which sometimes leads to violence. I've had more red cars this year than I've had in my whole career. I've actually had to abandon a game, which I've never had to do in my life before. And they, they really need to hard look at themselves and what they're doing. Let's separate. Yeah, let's separate the issues out, Tommy. Because in fairness, I've not. I've not really seen any. Well, Stephen Gerrard made some comments that people disagreed with, but I've not seen too many out with that saying that Ryan Kent's was part of the game. Have they? Well, well, whatever led to what, whatever started that that led to right, it starts the, the first part, then okay. it leads to aggression, then leads to violence. So it's all what they call part of the game, and you get managers on defending players for for mm. slating other players, for slagging other players. I, I warn my two teams and I warn my two teams tomorrow that refereeing if I catch anybody anybody arguing another player for the opposition or, or try to slag them they'll be receiving a yellow card if they swear or call them anything obscene they'll be receiving a red card because I'm absolutely sick to the mm. teeth of it But Tommy it's is, 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 that, is that in the rules Tommy? Sorry I mean I, I don't know yes, That is, is in the rules right? Okay I'm just, I don't know you're telling you me something use, I didn't know You can't use offensive um Offensive language towards an opposition player. Right. Offensive insulting behaviour, anything at all with that. Um, if it's only mild, I'll, I'll give a yellow card. Because as I said, if you don't stop it in the bud, it leads to aggression, which then leads to violence. So, what would you have done then, Tommy, using your wealth of experience? What would you have done when uh, Scott Brown has a little nibble well, at Morelos? 
Ibba had been the assistant referee who obviously must have seen this. I take it to the assistant and seen it. I don't know who's seen what. But Ibba had been the assistant referee, I would have flagged up the whole incident to the referee and said, I'd have probably gave Scott Brown a yellow and Morelos would have got a red. Well, I'd have to say that a yellow card for what Scott Brown did would be, for me, uh, a punishment that did not fit the crime. But, but it's, well, a lot, it's an off-the-ball incident for a start, isn't it? Because the ball was in the other half. So if you're having a kick at somebody, surely to goodness, it is a yellow card. Okay, just uh, this is this is where it becomes difficult, doesn't yeah. it, Tommy? Because well, I mean, I've seen this described in numerous ways. I mean, Derek, what, was it a kick? Is that the way you describe? Is that is that how was it? You know, but, I've but also but seen it's, matter, it's an off the ball incident where he came from the back and he's clipped his heels. So it's an incident. Yeah. It's an off okay, the ball I, incident, which dis- resulted not, in a red card. I'm not necessarily disagreeing. I'm trying yeah. to get. I just feel like people are using such a wide range of, of language. You know, yeah. I've seen it described as Scott Brown booty Delfredo no, Morelos. No. I've seen it described as studs down. The, you know, I, I'm just trying to figure yeah. out specifically what happened. Tommy, on you go. Right, it's a petulant. It's a petulant kick. It's a petulant tap. Whatever you want to call it. But see if that would have happened. See if that would have happened inside the Celtic 18 yard box. That's a penalty. Doesn't matter if it's, if the ball's up the other end of the park or not. It's a penalty. But listen, listen. You're describing it as petulant. Now, I, I, and as you said, you know, we media pundits give our two bobs worth, as you called it. Uh, my two bobs worth is that there was nothing petulant about it at all. There was plenty that was cynical about it. And with respect to you, you're not refereeing at a professional level. And if you look around the United Kingdom. You will find that cynicism is at the head of the queue everywhere you go. There was nothing petulant about what Scott Brown did. Cynical. Gave him a little nibble and the player overreacted, lifted his hands and the referee had no option. In the interest of time, we're going to have to leave it there. But thank you as always, Tommy in Greenock. Give us a call back some time. Still 1-0 to Dundee United. Since 2006, 10 Scottish internationals have appeared in an English FA Cup final. I looked up McTominay for you, Derek. He was on the bench, unused. So you've got Darren Fletcher, Sean Maloney, James MacArthur. Would you like some thinking time? Yeah, we need it. I can do that for you. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. We're into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard, so it's always that time of the evening when the guys are scrambling about trying to get the answers to the full time teaser which you send in. So please do keep them coming to full time at Clyde1.com. Dale Handley sent tonight's in. Uh, and Cheers it, Dale <laughs> The question is this Since 2006 10 Scotland internationals Have played in an English FA Cup final Can you name them? You've got Darren Fletcher Sean Maloney And James MacArthur so far Kevin McNaughton I thought that was one of the hardest ones And you have nailed it Well done Christian Daly Yes West Ham in 2006 Alan McGregor See when, of course. See when I give you a couple of minutes During the break And you can get your thoughts together you Usually Come out swinging Alan McGregor Sean Maloney Kevin McNaughton Christian Daly Darren oh, Fletcher who was that? James who McArthur was the back That went for a lot of money Four to go Villa the fullback Alan Hutton No Alan Hutton Yes Surely <laughs> <laughs> Yes I don't really know What just went on there How you two arrived at that Because he said that Alan Hutton You said no But I yes I didn't hear the word Hutton sorry. Incidentally Alan Hutton Is one of them So that means you've oh, only got he? Three to get Ah right <laughs> Okay, you two work in mysterious ways. Uh, still, Ross County nil, Dundee United one. What I tell you, what Hugh, we've I, managed I've to get. Uh, I've just turned on a telephone without knowing why, and you talk about mysterious yeah, that's ways. That's true. <laughs> uh, we've got to quarter to eight without mentioning. Yes, the Edinburgh Derby. 
What's the natural order going to be tomorrow and for the rest of the season? Well, is, it, is it Easter Road? Tyne Castle, I think. Um, but Paul Heckenbottom uh, has started extremely well. Uh, by all accounts, Hibbs nil, Kilmarnock nil was a bit of a write off midweek. But, but Kilmarnock think, do that though. You Kilmarnock when they yeah. get everybody back are hard to beat. They're stuffy side. What a boost it would be to his fledgling career at Easter Road for the Hibs manager to get a victory over Hearts. Yeah. It's a Tyne Castle, Hugh. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Hearts. Uh, uh, I don't know about Ikpiatsu. I would assume that they will move heaven and earth to get him fit. back into the side and he will be a major thorn in the side mm. of the Hibs players. I just think that Hibs might sneak that one. I think I think Hearts realised, and Craig Levine said it, you know, without the big fella up front, you know, the, the balls kept going up and it kept going straight yeah. to a Rangers player or over the top to the goalkeeper. He is such a huge player for Hearts. Yeah, I was going to say, Hugh, you're always loath to describe a team as a one-man team. Hearts are not that by yeah. any means, but you saw Ibrooks on Wednesday. Is there an attacking force? Without him, yeah. the, the game plan changes. It doesn't exist the way it usually does. It yeah. completely, completely changed. And that's not to take anything away from Rangers' performance, but Hearts were... Miles off what they are when he's in the Mark team. Mark Wilson always laughs when I say this, but <laughs> Ikpiatsu monsters the other side, yeah. and there are no scary monsters when he's not there. Yeah, so absolutely. if he's playing tomorrow, he'll be a major factor in the game. But I think Paul Heckenbottom is showing very good sides at Easter Road, and I just fancy them tomorrow. He's certainly starting to get the credit he deserves. He's been named Manager of the Month, yeah. and I know that is sometimes the way football works. Like everything else, you know, everyone, well. everyone. No, I'm talking about everyone knew Neil Lennon. Oh. Neil Lennon was a big character, and and Hibs were the Edinburgh Festival, as you used to call them. Yeah. Hugh, and there was there was this notion that when they get rid of him. Things were only going to get Should've worse been two for nothing, them. Sorry, Gordon. Should have been two nothing for Dundee United. What a chance! But a good save by the goalkeeper. Yep. We we'll have to say. Um, but you can't argue with what Paul Hakenbottom's done so far. Well, the festival's coming up again, <laughs> so uh, you know the, he had a career in management down south that had its highs and its very definite lows. And Easter Road has been good for him, and he has been good for Easter Road because he took over w- when there was the fiasco. Of Neil Lennon's departure uh, And he steadied the ship And then some So I really look forward To that game 12 so you know what the incentive? You know what the incentive is you? They're only a point behind Hibs yeah. Hibs win it They go above hearts So for the Hibs fans That's a, it's a huge match tomorrow The only game I've not mentioned Some ropey results For Aberdeen recently But they got back to winning ways At home against Motherwell yeah. On Wednesday Yep a bit of Fortune certainly About the first goal But okay. sometimes you, you have to Take these things They got three points they go to Dundee And Derek McInnes will be Desperate to try and put A bit of a run together After great, the way they've They've got a great record Dundee been. though yeah. I, I can't remember the last time Dundee took anything off them At Dale Dance McGinn Park. scoring goals A plenty yeah. For uh, Aberdeen I just think that they will have Far too much Sorry Jim McIntyre Oh well, what am I saying Jim McIntyre would be delighted I've tipped Aberdeen <laughs> Greg Stewart Perhaps isn't hitting the heights But Derek If what we read is, is accurate But, but Dundee at the bottom and Home could, games are going to be so could important Could Greg Stewart be on his, his way to Ibrooks? Well So reading in the papers this morning I, I don't think he's, he's shown Aberdeen the, the first part of the season at Kilmarnock He was unbelievable with the goals He was scoring and creating But I since learned You know he hasn't played well for Aberdeen But Derek McInnes saying he's been Carrying an injury for the past few weeks So if that's the excuse they are making Then fine But he is a good player That's for sure Let's speak to Mark and Hamilton Hi Mark Evening Gordon How are you doing? How are we doing? Good thanks A couple of points Gordon I want to speak to Derek Derek 
we last at the show for the start of the night, big man. I think you're hurting, aren't you? Are you hurting, Derek? Um, no, not really, no. no. Ah, you're hurting, all right, mate. If I was a player, <laughs> I'd be hurting, yes. Ah, no. Listen, you need to maybe go home tonight, mate, and just get into a dark room and just accept that Rangers are sent again, and that's it. Well, I've accepted that. I've already said that. Tell me something I don't that, know. Doesn't sound like tonight, Derek. Well, did I say that Rangers were still going to win the league, didn't I? Nah, but you're, you're, you're just, well, you're coming away with that. Well, tell me, tell me what I'm coming away with. Well, you're second again, and that's it. Well, fine. Well, so what, have you got a point to make, or is that your point? That's my point. Well, Aye, okay, that's fine, good. You. you must have more to it than you, that, Mark. I'm going to speak to you. Sorry. No, that's good. On you go. Hugh's listening. Hugh was sponsoring the game on uh, Wednesday night, the lad I spoke to you for about him in Sham. Yes. He'll never take care of Scott Brown. That's a snake on. That, that is a snake on. If you, I just can't see what I st- I've spoke to you before about him and you said he had a bit something about him. I, I just don't know oh, where. Well, where I think he's a, no, I think he's a player. I think really do nah. think he's a player. But if you took Olivier and Sham's two performances against St Mirren and Paisley this season, you give him a free transfer. Been absolutely sent off in the first one, hopeless. And why he was allowed to take the penalty kick midweek is beyond me. Since every kick of the ball he gave it to St Mirren player prior to that. Uh, I also think And I'm here to be shot down flames I also think he's had it with Celtic He doesn't want to be there anymore Looked alright against Rangers Did they not though? Is that not Are we not missing out The good games that he's had? I thought he looked alright In the first half Derek Yep Well Celtic looked better In the first half I mean Rangers took over When they equalised But I do think I do think There's a top class player In there Yeah I agree with that He's just not Showing it for Celtic I take your point Gordon First half I mean he's been injured For a long time Yeah 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 When he first came in He he was was different class To be fair to me I don't know if the injury Has put him back Or whatever He comes straight back Into a fixture of that size And until Until the full Celtic team Faded Looked very much a part of it So He should be dominating matches He has the ability He should be dominating matches Against St Mirren No disrespect to them They're, but they're Can I come in again? On you go I, it was, You see the minute he was changing To off the park And the lad Christie came in What a difference Yeah absolutely Trying to get forward To help out the forwards And that Just totally different What long was going About 20 minutes well, yeah, you know totally why? The game. I mean, Ryan Christie comes back after a, a, a while out with injury, but he comes back full of verve, dying to get back into the game. Lifted Celtic, who had gone into a lull. Uh, but for me, Olivier and Sham, good player that he is, is not showing it with Celtic. And I think if Celtic get offered good money in the summer, He's off Alright thank you Mark In Hamilton That'll be the final call I just looked up On the television screen And saw For whatever reason Scotland's draw With Iran <laughs> Derek Johnson and, and I saw a curly haired boy There as well Talk to us Is that bringing back Bad memories uh, It was great Going to a World Cup Don't get me wrong yeah, Disappointed not playing But uh, it was an experience Yes There we go And that's where we're at Hugh That now um, I just referred to Going to the World Cup As yeah. being a bad memory So yeah. it's, it's clearly not In the context of what we're uh, experiencing you, at the moment But I was talking about that result If you went back over the quality That was in that squad When we were drawing 1-1 with Iran It would boggle your mind now uh, You know That period From 74 to 98 Was like a golden era Compared to what's going on now I mean, okay. we, I mean we get Gobby Peru 3-1 we do be Iran one each And then we we'll go out And beat the team And get to the Holland, final Holland yeah. beat them three two Typical Since 2006 10 Scotland internationals On that note Have appeared in an FA Cup final Christian Daly Darren Fletcher Kevin McNaughton Sean Maloney Alan McGregor Alan Hutton James McArthur Three to get 
We need help There's another Cardiff player And I'm racking my oh, brain There are another two Cardiff players oh, We need an initial Give us initials then for the Cardiff ones They both played for Rangers What? One of them played for Dundee and Rangers The other one played for Dundee United and Rangers One of them is now on the television Very Stephen Thompson? Yes oh Stephen Thompson The other one Neither initials Shares a surname With the pundit That you share a Monday night In this show with Hugh Evans. Right Alec Ray Oh, oh Big <laughs> No he's not that big either Well he's He's bigger than Alex Ray Kev <laughs> What did you say? Did you say Kevin? It sounds really like Kevin But it's no Kevin Oh for goodness sake You two <laughs> Begins with a G Gavin <laughs> Kevin, Gavin That doesn't sound the same no. oh, But it kind of does You right, know what right, I mean I get you, I get you. Uh, Right, the last one is the hardest He played for Hull In 2014 In the same final as Alan McGregor played For Hull I'm going to say Scotland International I mean, he is But he's never played up here Doesn't sound like a Scotland International, Hugh You know, you always, we've got a, a couple quick, of those Quick initial GB his distinguishing feature would be his long hair. We can't have had too many caps for Scotland since 2006. George, 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 George. George. George Boy. Boyd. 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 Yes, he got there in the end. Thank you. Who's George Boyle? Thank you, Hugh Keevans <laughs> and Derek Johnson. Thank you for all your calls and tweets. Really much appreciated as always. I'm just going to be in the darken room now. <laughs> Good. You look after yourself. We'll be back at 2 o'clock tomorrow bringing you all the action. So make sure you join us. We'd love to have you. GBX Friday's up next.